project resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. Do you need a specialized recruitment partner to send you only qualified candidates? Do you need interim staff while you conduct a search for a permanent employee? Or are you losing hires to competitors? Renowned Talent recruits experienced HIM, RCM, and CDI professionals using their trusted candidate screening and retention process for health systems and employers around the U.S. Whether you have one or multiple openings that you need to fill ASAP, please visit Renowned Talent. And tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Again, visit RenownTalent, R-E-N-O-W-N, Talent.com, and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to. Do not to not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. 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 Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Over 70% of our listeners listen to this podcast with their iPhone. So please pick up your Apple device, go to Apple Podcasts, and leave our show a five-star rating or review. You can check out Medical Coding Geek and the Not Also Classified podcast on social media, including Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out our YouTube channel by going to youtube.com slash videos. You can check out our Facebook groups by going to medicalcodinggeek.com slash services, and while you're there... If you need a speaker or need someone to help promote your brand or service, feel free to reach out to us. And of course, you can find me, Brian Kui, my last name is spelled C-U-I, on LinkedIn. So today in the podcast, I continue my conversation with Cheryl Noblejas. Last week, we talked about her career in health information management and information technology. This week, we continue our conversation with her involvement in the community both in the Asian community and for the city of Jacksonville. We talk about how she got involved with the community, how she balances it all with a family and a career. And we talk about what's been going on with the Asian community and how there needs to be more representation in the community by Asian Americans. So without further ado, here is my continued conversation with Cheryl Noblejas. Enjoy. So aside from your career in health information management, in information technology, in project management, in program, <laughs> in program <laughs> management, um, you know, we're connected on social media and I always follow you a lot. And, and boy, you do a whole bunch of stuff for the community. And so I don't want to list them, list them all. I'm just going to give you that, that first question again. You know, how did you get to where you are in terms of the community? <laughs> Give me all, all of that right. stuff. But yeah, you you do a lot. And uh, we'll, we'll get into some questions uh, when you're done with all of that. 
All right. Um, okay. So I think it started um, uh, when my boys were, I guess, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, six, six years ago, maybe. And a friend of mine said, hey, there's some priests, Filipino priests coming, and we want to get some kids together to learn to do some Filipino folk dances. And they go, would you want your boys to, to dance? And I said, sure. So we went over there, you know, and, and, and I, at this time, my oldest started playing lacrosse and my youngest played baseball. Mm. And it's opposite sides of the city. So oh. <laughs> I, would, I would drop and I would drop my, my youngest off first to his baseball game. So he would go early. And the coach would be there. And then I would drive across town like 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Drop my other one off at his lacrosse game, stay for a little bit, then leave, and then drop my up, go back and pick up my other one, mm-hmm. you know. And then we didn't even have time to get lunch. So we would stop at a gas station, get those little taquitos <laughs> for lunch. Why <laughs> enough for your brother? Yeah. And then we would go pick him up, and then we would go to that practice. Mm-hmm. So a couple times I went to the practice, and, you know, we live in Jacksonville, and they said, Oh, the teacher is in here. The teacher's coming from Georgia. Oh, my goodness. Georgia. I said, we have so many Filipinos in Jacksonville. You know, they can't find someone in Jacksonville right, to teach. Right. And they're like, well, they're coming from Georgia. So I was like, Neh. so the next it happened again next week. I did the same thing. Kid, you know, one end, the other end, taquitos. And then going back, <laughs> picking up the one son, change quickly in the car, you know, go to practice. And again, no teacher. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling my friend, I just said, you know, it's, it's hard for me to believe. I said, you know, I learned to nickling when I was in college. Right. And I taught my brothers, blah, 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 blah. And so for, I for those call, for like, those listening, it's to nickling T I N I K L I N G to Nick. Yeah. Yeah. K L I N G. So it's a, it's the, a Filipino folk dance just by the way, that has two, is it bamboo or is it a rattan? Bamboo sticks. Yep. Bamboo or rattan? It's, it's bamboo because it's hard, They're right? bamboo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So big band. Yep. Anyway, so carry on. That's to Nick. It's the national so- dance of the Philippines. There you go. So, so you know, you see everyone do it. It's the, you see everyone doing, doing that dance. So um, I get the call two days later. Oh, hey, um, you know, you're going to be teaching to Nick Ling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to split the group in half. You teach to Nick Ling, And mm. then the other, the other people are going to do another dance. So I said, oh, okay. So we started, you know, where are we going to get bamboo sticks? You know, number one. <laughs> where are we going to get them? <laughs> So, so we went, well, why don't we just use PVC pipe? Okay. So we started, we started with like real skinny PVC pipe. But Mm -hmm. then the problem with that is it kind of flaps, it bends and flaps. Mm -hmm. And so we we said, well, get fatter ones. So we, you know, I started doing, learning, doing choreography, then thank God for YouTube. And I'm like, oh, what I learned in college, it's a little more augmented now. They do more than what we did. Yeah. And so, you know, we developed our group and then they had one performance and then um, actually that performance, um, because um, someone got jealous of our group, they told us that there was not a performance. And so we did not get to perform, but the other group did. Oh boy. (laughs) Terrible. Mm -hmm. So then it was kind of our vendetta then that we we have to find the kids another performance. They worked hard. Mm -hmm. So then it ended up that we had one performance, which led to another one. And then um, it led to bigger performances. Yeah. And so the one of the biggest performances that we had was um, Night of Asia, mm-hmm. where it was like all of the Asian groups get together and they raise money for, um, you know, humanitarian Asian causes. Like mm-hmm. the first one was for the, the typhoon in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I am. I am. Yes. And they raised like they raised like seventy five thousand oh, wow. dollars. It was an incredible amount. Um, so we performed the following year. Um, 
at, at the Times Junior Center. And I met, you know, a few people that were really, you know, really part of, um, very involved in the community since Filipinos involved. And I was like, wow, you know, that's really cool that they're involved. And then I was like, but, you know, that year, you know, we were, we were the, like the only group, only Filipino group that danced. I'm like, why is there only one group, mm. you know? And then, so it was kind of my thing that, you know, Filipinos aren't represented, mm. you know, in the community in, in Jacksonville. So I was like, well, we need to make sure that we always dance. So I tried to, you know, kind of get involved in there. And then, you know, we performed for the, the city of Jacksonville, the mayor's Asian advisory board. Mm. And um, at that meeting was the first um, Filipino American city councilwoman. Oh, and she really inspired me to kind of be involved. And I was like, well, nice. you know, I really looked up to what she was trying to do. Mm. You know, I met with her, um, even considered running. Really? You know, I still consider running. Um, actually, I put my name into the hat to run, but um, it, the timing was just really bad for that. Mm. But you know, as I got more involved and then, um, you know, became a member of the mayor's Asian advisory board, which requires you to be appointed by the mayor and then. You know, you have to go before Hell City Council and, you know, do all this stuff. But when I was thinking about running, you know, my thought was, how can I be involved in the community? Mm -hmm. And that city council person would tell me, this is what you need to do. You need to um, try to get on something that's not purely Asian, you know, mm -hmm. because if you want to run, you have to get not only get Asian votes, you have to get everybody's. Right, vote. right. She goes, there's a, um, she goes, I, if I get appointed as president, you know, I want you to be join the housing commission, mm -hmm. apply for that. Okay. I'll, I'll appoint you for that. Oh, interesting. So I'm a commissioner for the city of Jacksonville housing and community wow. development commission. Yeah. That was so exciting when I saw to, that. Yeah. So in addition to being the, um, the chair of the mayor's Asian advisory board. So I've been the chair for two years because during the month of COVID, the year of COVID, we had nothing going mm -hmm. on. So I'm like, you know, Hey, I'll do it another year. Um, but then, you know, as my group kind of developed and did more things, you know, I would be there and then my husband and I were like, you know, we really need to, you know, go to some of these groups. Cause then our, my thinking was if I, if I were on for office, the, the community needs to know me who I am. Mm -hmm. So we started becoming members of, um, you know, of different uh, Filipino groups. So in the city of Jacksonville, there are 20 Filipino organizations, Jeez. 20. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> 20. <laughs> Not that I'm a member of 20, right. but, you know, we would go and, and so with each group um, in the city before COVID, there would be two galas every month and we're talking 50 bucks ahead. <laughs> wow. So, so um, because of my involvement, you know, in things, and then my kids would dance at things, you know, we, my husband and I got to the point where, where we were not looking for tickets. Tickets would just arrive in the mail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we would go to do that um and then you know and then we would end up going to these galas and then we were thinking well we'll just pick and choose mm. you know which ones we want to go to but then people would say hey why didn't you go to my gala uh, boy. <laughs> but then we started to be like okay we're getting a little more involved here um and then people would invite me to be part of their board you know try to be more involved in that and then certain things were going on in the city where i i just didn't feel like um you know Filipinos were represented um, or or that Asians were represented, mm -hmm. that Asians did not have a voice. So that's where, you know, my work on the Asian, um, the, the mayor's Asian advisory board is a way for us to, you know, kind of reach out to the community, let the community know of, you know, the things that the city has to offer. 
Um, so that's kind of the work that I do and kind of the path that I took to get there. Um, I still have my dance group. And then my husband and I actually opened up a Filipino language and cultural school in addition to that. <laughs> so we did that, um, you know, and with, when COVID happened, we had to kind of stop the school because we were doing classes outside out at um, UNF. And then they shut when they shut everything down, you know, they're not allowing outside of UNF back in. So, so very, uh, you know, so very, very interesting, you know, things. And, and now with, you know, what's going on with the Asian, you know, community all over the United States. Well, let me, let me, uh, let me step, step in right here. Let okay. me, the question that I do have, I mean, you, I mean, again, did you write more? Again? <laughs> no, I didn't write more, but I, I but, uh, but I, cause I, I knew the community part, right? So I knew I was excited. I'm like, wow, she's a, you know, commissioner for, was it housing and community, housing mm-hmm. and development? Um, boy, she's the advisory board. I just found out you were part of the advisory board recently. And then I know about the, the Filipino dance group. Um, mm-hmm. I knew about the, the language school. Yep. Uh, so so the, the one thing that, that always popped in my head, I'm like, how are you, how are you balancing this? You know, doing community work. You mentioned your kids, you know, going across Duval County <laughs> <laughs> with their sports. And then your work, your career, how are you able to to balance all of that? Mm, yeah. That's a good question. I've always told, been told that I, guess the answer I have no the, balance. The taquitos. <laughs> I have no balance. Um, a lot of it is like after work, you know, I have to put my, make myself have a hard stop. Um, with my new position, it's harder uh-huh. because, you know, I start earlier. Mm. So, you know, because I know that I have things usually after five. Right. You know, or or I do tell work, you know, and they're very accommodating. I'll say, you know, I, I I have to go to these city things, you know. And then once they find out what I do in the city, oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> great. Go ahead and do what you need to do. You know, that's very important oh, that's you know, that I do that. You know, and I've told them that, you know, this week, you know, I'm, I'm on your podcast and then I'm on a, um, a, a panel tomorrow um, for UNF for Asian Asian uh, Asian history. Mm-hmm. They're doing it a, a, a thing early and talking about what's going on in the Asian right. community. But the balance is, you know, support from the husband. Yes. Um, and just again, it's my life is a project management. <laughs> yes. So your life is project management, mm-hmm. you know, in order to get things done, you have to plan like way ahead. Right. So if I know that I'm going to change the choreography for my group, you know, and I know that we have a performance in Tampa, you know, we're planning a performance in Tampa in November. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do I want to do between now and then, you know, we need new costumes, but I have a performance before that. Right. When can we practice? How do we practice? You know, and then outside of that, what's the next thing that I need to do? You know, um, you know, I was the president of Night of Asia for two years mm-hmm. and planning that with, you know, everything else and all the galas and all the dance group. Um, planning Night of Asia was a big thing because, um, you know, you have to get all of the different multicultural groups. So you start at a point and I would develop a project plan. <laughs> Good. So you're taking your stuff from what you do in your professional life exactly. and carrying it over. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only way that I can do what I do. I have to, you know, think of think of everything that I do as a project plan. Mm-hmm. You know, who, you know, at, between this, I have to get, you know, entertainers at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I have then the next thing after that is I have to make sure, you know, we've got vendors at this point. The next thing is I have to make sure, you know, all the entertainers come at this point. And so it's just developing 
you know, fine tuning. And then, you know, you get to the day and then it's like, you know, people joke and, oh my God, you're so OCD with all this, but you kind of have to, Mm. you know, to make everything kind of go smoothly. Right. So the balance just is, you know, number one, you have to pick the right people that help you do what you need to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And then number two is just, you know, keep yourself organized. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have a folder for everything that I do. Oh, geez. Paper. Sorry. It's paper still. (laughs) You're an IT person. You have to to deal with paper, right? Yeah. I haven't crossed the bridge where I can move from a paper folder. Oh, my goodness. You're like my wife. My wife, my wife, um, my wife is the same way. Mickey. Uh, she, I, yeah. I, for me, I, I have no paper except for this. That's, that's the only thing after that. It just, it's gone. Everything is on the phone. But, um, but when we first got together, she was all about all these big organizers and all of this stuff. And then, um, what came out back then? The palm. You remember the palm? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I tried to, I have one. You, you have one? <laughs> did, I did. Oh, so, so the, um, the, I tried to turn her on to that when I got, when I first got one. So I got her one and she tried it. It wasn't, it wasn't the, the graphical user interface. It was just more like a touch screen. It was, it was black yeah. and white and all that stuff. Oh my gosh. It was so, it was so <laughs> outdated anyways. So she, she just like, she bought one and then she just like, oh, I don't think so. And so now, even up until now, she, she got this seven, she got from Amazon, a big, huge seven day planner, like huge, like, like huge, like this, even bigger than this thing. Right. <laughs> and it has all the tabs and it has all the stickers. Are you like that? And so she would, she would sit in her bed, you know, before she sleeps or, you know, she's going back to school for, for her bachelor's in nursing. And, um, mm-hmm. and she's just like highlighting, highlighting, putting stickers, you know, doing this. I'm like, it- <laughs> That's, I guess that's your that's your 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 therapy, you know, or whatever your your calming moment, your 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 meditation moment. I don't know, but but uh, geez, she can't cross over to a digital format, you know, the same way that you do. Oh yeah, yeah, but but a lot of what I but I do say a lot of what I do is like on the phone, like mm-hmm. meetings. You know, I do emails, I answer emails. So when when we were at the height of what we were doing, mm-hmm. you know, my husband would drive and I would just be on my phone emailing people. <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> I would I would write notes on here. Mm-hmm. You know, I would write my agendas on my phone and yeah. then send them send them out to where they needed to go or, you know, respond to text messages. I mean, I was doing everything on my phone and, mm. you know, God forbid I would lose my phone. Oh, geez. But, you know, I mean, but but, you know, outside of, you know, planning stuff like that, I still had to print the paper mm-hmm. for certain things, you know, but a lot of it was, you know, thank God for, for the phone. Because there's so many things that you can do on it, you know, when you're riding around, mm-hmm. follow up, you know, hey, did you, you know, talk to this dance group? Oh, hey, you know, I'm waiting for your, you know, your your consent form for your group. They send it to me and I would do all that stuff on the phone. Yeah. And then yeah. print it out when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> got the consent. I'm going to print it and put it in my binder. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So happy medium, a little bit of both, but yeah. So that's kind of how I, you know, did what I had to do. I mean, there were times that I would just get so confused and bring the wrong binder or prepare for the wrong meeting. You know, I remember going, going down to the city, you know, to the, to the the meeting. And then I was like, I got the wrong day, (laughs) wrong week. (laughs) Wow. I'm here ready for the meeting, but it's the next week. And I'm like, oh, darn it. So, yeah. So. 
do you think there's a there's a big need for for people to be in the community? I think that's that's a that's something that maybe if somebody wanted to do something in the community, is that is that something that is like um like open for for people who are interested? I think well within the Filipino community, we'll talk that one first. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of the organizations, I said there's 20 organizations, and a lot of the organizations were formed, um, you know, there used to be three military bases here. Mm-hmm. And and they were formed, you know, when when the, the Filipinos first came here in the 60s, 70s, and they all formed their own regional group. So if you're from, you know, the region of, you know, Manila that are Cavite, mm-hmm. you know, they had their own group. Then you had the Southern, Visayas, Mindanao people, mm-hmm. they formed their own group. Then, you know, the, the people from Mindanao split and then they were like the, the um, you know, the Ilocanos split from the Caveteños and then mm-hmm. they split and they all had their own group. Then there was nurses formed their own group. But of then, course. you know, <laughs> nurses have a group, then the doctors formed the group, but then the doctors had a fight. So then there's two doctors groups. Oh, boy. <laughs> then, there's, then there's a professional group, you mm-hmm. know, the engineers on the on the south side and then there's another group on the other side of the river oh my goodness so all of those groups were formed around the same period of time so consequently what has happened is all of them have gotten older yeah and um when i started going to these events and recognizing that you know these groups have gotten older they're not um doing a good some are but some but the, a lot of them are not doing a good job of kind of passing the torch mm, per se yeah to the next generation but knowing that the next generation, they don't care what region of the Philippines their parents were from. Right. Especially if you're a first generation born here. Right. You know, it doesn't matter that, you know, that my parents are Visayan. I'm not going to hang out how, hang out with only, you know, first gens that are Visayan. I'm going to hang out with Filipinos or Filipinos or Filipinos. Right. So hence, I formed the school. But I think the need is to create an organization of of professionals of, of Filipinos that are all the same like age and you know so we can help each other out right you know businesses help Filipino business help Filipino business mm-hmm. you know and then consequently we'll all rise up to you know to hit to overtake the the bamboo ceiling right. you know for for on the Filipino side mm-hmm. so I think the need is there um you know other other Asian organizations do a good job of passing their culture mm-hmm you know, to the next generation, but they are still immigrants from their country. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sh- Filipinos are struggling with, you know, we're first gen, um, you know, our parents did not teach us the language because they were worried that we we're going to get an accent. I know that was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? My mom and dad did not want to teach me, oh, you're going to get an accent. You're going to get confused in school. And, you know, I mean, I grew up in, um, well, you know, when I was, in elementary school in Albany, Georgia. Okay. Mm. So, but you know, so I think within the Filipino community, there's a need for um, Filipinos that are, you know, I'll say, you know, 20 to, you know, 50 ish, mm. you mm-hmm. know, to form and, you know, get together so that our children have something or we will just continue to assimilate to we're just, oh, we're just Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. lose our Filipino identity. Mm-hmm. In the city of Jacksonville and in in other cities, you know, there is a need for Asians to be part of the city so that we can continue to be multicultural and diverse. Mm -hmm. You know, when my son went to college at FIU, you know, 
And, you know, there, it, there's so much diversity there. Yep. And he was all about, mom, it's so diverse. There's Hispanics, there's Haitians, there's, you know, Indians, there's like everybody and everybody is at FIU. Everybody is diverse and everyone's multicultural. And then he comes to Jacksonville and he's like, it's just, and we were living on the West side and he's like, it's just not that way. Mm. And I said, you know, I said, and, and within the city, you know, within city government, there is, you know, we have the mayor's Asian American advisory board, but there are things that go on within the Asian community that we don't know about because the the city, many people that are involved in government don't even know that we exist. Right. There's so a disconnect. Case in point. Yeah. So case in point, um, you know, I am also on, um, I think I'm, I'm so, there's another group that I'm involved in, but I got the word that Indonesian, um, there was a big um, delegation of the, the of Indonesians that came, the ambassador from Indonesia came, mm. and um, they were striking a deal with the city of Jacksonville um, for the Indonesian ships to come into the port. Wow. And then they had an Indonesia day. Mm. So I was fortunate enough to be invited to that because of something that I'm part of that I don't even know what I'm part <laughs> of. But I got invited and we had Indonesia day, but the mayor's advisory board in Miami anything that happens in the Asian community, they know about. They have an Asian liaison. Yeah, The city of Jacksonville doesn't have that. I mean, I'm the chair of the advisory board, but in talking to city council members, they're like, we don't even know that, we didn't even know there was one that existed. Mm. You know, so I think if, if more, if more Asians got involved in government and there are volunteer positions that exist, right? you know, then you know, then you you would get a different feel and flavor for things that go in the city. You know, Miami, you know, Miami has a lot of um, Hispanic um, people that are that are participating in activities in the city. So right. the way the look and feel of Miami, um, because of the influence of other cultures, has really made the city grow. Yes, I believe. That. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think. Um, Orlando is the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's becoming more diverse. It's becoming more multicultural. Yeah, um, and more accepting of the the culture in Jacksonville. We're not we're not there yet, but you know we need to be. You know, and and some of the Asian like the Indians. You know, we had a meeting, and the Indians like, well, you know, we invite the mayor and we invite city council, and they don't come. And I said, but what are you doing in the city? Mm. You know, it has to be a give and a take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, true. if you want them to come, then you kind of need to participate in stuff that they do. Yeah. You know, and that that's my that's my kind of feeling, you know, from from what I see, you know, around the city. So, wow. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a deep dive right in there. So the way I'm thinking about it is because when I when I was in college, um, I was well. It started off as the Filipino Student Association at, at FIU. It was just first started mm -hmm. in 1999. Then uh, the person who, who oversaw it went into the military. He went to the Marines. And so everybody's like, well, what's happening with the group? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, um, I guess I'll take over because I guess they had a meeting. Who's going to be president? And I'm like, yeah. oh, OK, I'll do it. You know, and uh, this is before before I met you. And yeah. um, but then we have. A lot of Vietnamese, we had Chinese, well, we had more Vietnamese, more Laotian, because I, they're all from, from like Homestead Kendall, um, mm -hmm. Laotian, Indian, not so, well, Indian had their own, Indians had their own uh, association. Had Korean. Yeah, Korean, Chinese, mm -hmm. um, especially with the engineering group. 
Um, but now they're like, well, what about us? <laughs> it's not just Filipino, you know? And uh, I said, I said, okay, well, I guess I can create the Asian student union. And so um, the same way I had to create the HIPAA form, I had to go do all that paperwork, go to yeah. student, the student government association, get all the paperwork, apply for all of that. I didn't realize mm-hmm. they gave us money. I'm like, really? You guys give us money? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. And so I'm like, like, but in order for you to get the money, you have to do these things. I'm like, oh, great. So you have to have monthly meetings. I could do that. (laughs) So, you know, everything, everything was all set from the, from the student government. And I kind of created all of that and then expanded into, um, you know, creating events. So you can't just, you know, why are you having the meeting in the first place? You know, you gotta have a, you gotta have a meeting to just not have a meeting. You gotta have a meeting. Because I thought you have a meeting to plan something. I said, okay, right. let's go plan something. Here I am, like, what, under, you know, under 21. Like, what the heck do I do in these meetings? And, like, okay, we got to plan something. Can we plan a, an event? Can we plan a meetup? And so these small things were, like, going to meet up at a restaurant, going meeting up yeah. at the movies. You know, really small stuff, you know, yeah. as a college. And then, um, then I joined up with... Um, I got invited the same way you got invited to other things. I got invited to the University of Miami. And oh, got yeah. linked up with the Asian American, is it American? Asian American Student Association, the AASA. And they mm-hmm. started having events. At, they started inviting me over. And I am like, I got drawn over. I got to do my school. I have my <laughs> my own association. I got drawn over to UM. And then people mm-hmm. at UM thought I was a student at UM. That's how many times I went over there. <laughs> like, wait, you're not you're not a UM student? I'm like, no, I don't have, I can't pay that tuition, man. So uh, yeah, right. I, I'm an FIU student. And I said, no, I thought you were a UM. Anyways, so all of that stuff, I guess, when you're looking at trying to get involved with the community, I guess, um, you know, the question is, what do you do? What do you do? And, you know, going to Mm -hmm. what we're talking about today, what's been happening uh, in the community, um, especially in Atlanta, the one in Mm -hmm. New York was terrible, um, which they caught, by the way, I think as of today. Yeah, they did. Um, did. So, you know, one of the things that especially with the with the movement was the stop Asian, stop Asian hate movement. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody came to me, you know, kind of because I, I messaged some stuff. I'm like, you know, this also happened to me. It happens in our industry. Um, oh, really? It happens everywhere. Know. Yeah. And uh, it's just and mm-hmm. so somebody came to me. It's like, how can I support? And so I didn't really know how to answer that question. So I I went back to what I did, you know, with Asians, with the Asian Student Union. I said, well, in order for you to. I guess, promote the Asian culture, Filipino culture, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you celebrate it. You know, you you tell people how to appreciate it, appreciate it mm-hmm. because now you have hate, but then you got to promote why they should appreciate it. Please take a moment and hear a word from our partners. The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with MedicalCodingGeek.com and the Not Also Classified 
podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use promo code geek15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to thehaugengroup, H-A-U-G-E-N group.com slash shop and use our promo code geek, G-E-E-K-1-5 at checkout. Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education, created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year, Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period, hundreds of coding scenarios, and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. With the big movement of foodie movement, I mean, I know a lot of, you know, especially because I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of reality videos. And so they're bringing about a lot of the food, you know, Filipino food, Korean food, Mm -hmm. uh, Vietnamese food. And so Mm -hmm. with all of that food, there's an appreciation of the culture. Now you have, you know, K-pop bands, which my daughters are... (laughs) are so are so crazy about um and now you see a rise in um what's the movie uh crazy rich asians all of that stuff you know it's it's not so much that we are you know the 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 race to be the best it's like look we we want to be heard we are equal we can do the same Mm -hmm. things that everybody can do um but we're still seeing this stuff happen and so yeah um to me it's like in any in any even professionally if you have some form of disagreement some form mm-hmm. of um you know was it some kind of just 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 friction uh there's always yeah. you know what we're doing now what i'm seeing now i've seen at fie the one that you you showed on your facebook post uh it's just just talk you know just create yeah. dialogue don't have a monologue mm-hmm. open education uh, so yeah. what are you doing in, in your community with, with everything that's been happening now? Ah, well, when, um, when COVID first hit, um, I approached the city and I said, you know, um, not that it's happened yet, but I feel like, you know, there might be some, um, you know, hatred or whatever towards Chinese. Mm. Um, and actually, um, I was the vice principal of the Chinese Yeah, that's, that's what I remember, too. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So um, kind of feeling for them. And I said, you know, something happens to them. And they were very, you know, they they really hit. You know, when COVID hit, it hit they hit. They went under. They, they were very quiet. And I said, if something happens, what should they do? So I got a response from the city. But because I knew nothing happened, I just held on to it for like, you know, a year. Mm. And so when all of this stuff happened, when the... The, the the Asian uh, ladies died, you know, mm. when they were killed in Atlanta. Mm. Um, I pulled out that email and I said, I need to respond, you know, from the mayor's Asian advisory board. I need to create a statement. Mm. And and when that the day that that happened, my phone was blowing up. I had like twelve meetings that day. Wow. But my the 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 newspaper was um, actually the news, the TV news, was trying to get a hold of me. But I had too many meetings that day. 
And so finally I get a text and said, you know, we're trying to get a hold of you. We want to interview you. And by the time I got back to her, she's like, no, we already you know, have a story going. We're good. And I said, well, you know, I'm getting ready to release a statement, you know. And so I just kind of, you know, redid that and released the statement. It was all over the news saying that, you know, if you have um, a hate crime, you know, reported to the city, but if you're harassed, you know, discrimination at work, you know, there is the Human Rights Commission that mm-hmm. you can report to. Mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of went kind of viral. And then around the same time, um, everyone was having their vigils and our Chinese association just, you know, rose up. Mm-hmm. And I started getting these emails. You need to go to this Zoom call. Um, they're talking about Asian hate. Um, they're inviting all these people. The sheriff's going to be there. All these people, you need to go. So I participated in that. And, you know, they were all voicing their opinions about, you know, what we need to do as as Asians. You know, we need to stand up. We need to band together. We need to not be silent. We need to, if we have an incident, we have to report it or else, you know, no one knows that we even have an incident. Right, right, right. Um, you know, I mean, because I know that um, incidents happen, but they're just not reported. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because Asians tend to look within the community. You know, Indians do it. If you have an issue or something going on, you look within the community. Mm-hmm. You know, I know growing up, you know, if I were to say to my mom, you know, hey, some people were calling me chink girl. Mm-hmm. My mom would be like, uh, ignore them. Yeah. Just ignore them, you know, yeah. or stay away from them. Right. You know, I mean, even my um, even my sons, you know, I'd be like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just learn to live with it. Move mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we're kind of at the point where it's becoming more than, you know, what what it was, the minor things. You know, we're getting into a little more violence and stuff now. Yeah. But the Chinese Association um, um, wants to plan a um, a rally. So we're planning mm-hmm. a rally and mm-hmm. I'm helping them plan that. Um, it will be on April 10th. We're looking for the venue. Okay. We really want to get all the Asian groups involved, okay, good. you know, have a little memorial to the ones that died in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but really bring everyone there to say, you know, let's stand together. You know, you need to, you know, be involved. Don't be silent. You need to speak up, be heard. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if there's if there's issues that you're being discriminated against, speak up about that. Yeah. Don't be scared to not speak up even as minor as you think it is, because if we're not, we don't say anything, then we are not into the statistics. Right. You know, we, we, is one message. The other message is we have to be involved in the city, you know, so we're not left out, um, you know, because things happen in the city, you know, they're, they're revitalizing downtowns, you know, and, and, you know, they're contacting different groups say, Hey, bring your business here. But I don't think they're contacting Asians as much mm-hmm. because they really don't know. The city really doesn't know who to go to mm-hmm. ah, because we're not okay. around. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're not out there in the forefront saying, you know, like in Miami, you know, Joshua Ho. I love him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the he's the link to to the city, to the city mm-hmm. council, to the Asian community. They know to go to him. You know, if there's things that, you know, are happening within the community, they go to him if if they report to him. Right. But they know that there is a person that exists. We don't have the person that exists. Mm. So that is one thing that I would like to see changed in the city is, you know, you need to hire more Asians in government, appoint more Asians, mm-hmm. you know, find them, appoint them, you know, or, or uh, you know, and, and increase the, you know, the diversity in the city. The Filipinos have the largest, in the state of Florida, we have the largest um group of Filipinos in the city of Jacksonville, the largest. Wow. 
um, yet we are not combined, right. you know, because there's so many and they're all, you know, of the 20 groups, we can't get the 20 <laughs> groups together just because there's so many groups, Yeah, you know, but, you know, the, but I think the time is coming where we all have to be together, mm-hmm. you know, um, typically uh, some Asians tend to be jealous of each other, yeah. you know, if you have something, I want something and I want it bigger <laughs> type thing, you know, but I think we, we actually need to, you know, help one another out and love one another, you know, as a theme. And that's really what we need to try to do, you know, and that's where the rally I think will kick off and hopefully it'll kick off and then stick, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we need to, you know, because if we don't do it now, you know, we don't know what will happen for our children, right? You know, what will happen for them? Mm-hmm. You know, as they get older, what will be there for them? Yeah, that's true. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say interoperability. <laughs> there has to be interoperability, right? So yeah. when you think, because you, what you mentioned is that there you have the community, you have the government. There's no, mm-hmm. there's a disconnect. So correct. how do you yeah. create interoperability with one system with the next system? Mm-hmm. So there has to be some form of link in between to link between it's kind of like cdi yeah. you know like with coding and and physician documentation who's the link that's the cdi so they mm-hmm. have to work in that area kind of grow that specific circle so that way you know you're bring, right. you're bringing in two systems in together exactly yeah, that's have that, have that integration so but do, the so, other thing yeah, go ahead that that we that needs to happen is um asian history should be taught in the schools yeah because there is history you know, that of Asians that have been taken out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it needs to be brought back in. Um, how we do that, I don't know. We got to yeah. figure it out. I got to mm-hmm. get my little, you get like your HIPAA manual. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your, your people, you know, get somebody like, I guess, professors. Because um, yeah. I know, I know yeah. FIU has uh, Asian studies. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I, um, when I was the Asian student union president, I didn't realize that we had an Asian studies and yep. t- until they started reaching to out to me and says, hey, do you mind working with us to do this event? And so what they did was they brought in um, taiko drummers from Japan. And oh, wow. so, yeah, from Japan. And uh, I'm like, oh, OK. And they wanted me to MC this event. Wow. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. And so, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, that, that was interesting. So for me, I, I had the, my advisor was from the Asian studies, uh, program. I'm like, oh, I didn't know she was Filipino too. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know that. And I'm like, wow. And so I guess when you're, when you're in a certain position, then, then the same way, same way, anything in HIM, CDI, you have to mm-hmm. kind of figure your way through, connect the dots. So that way, yep. if you have a specific goal in mind, you know, I guess for me, it was just having the right people in place to, to mm-hmm. ask mm-hmm. in order for me to get the right resources to to complete the objective. Yep. Yep. But I also think, you know, I mean, you know, I talked a little bit about the what the bamboo ceiling is. Yeah. And the bamboo ceiling is, you know, um, Asians can only rise, you know, till they hit the top of yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the bamboo. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to, you know, take, take the ceiling off mm-hmm. to be able to rise like every other you know, culture does. Mm -hmm. And one way to do that is to, you know, make sure that we help each other, you know, and band together and have that, you know, alliance with one another to help each other. So if you're looking, you know, to hire someone, consider hiring, you know, an Asian person, Mm -hmm. you know, to help them escalate. And it's, it's about a networking, networking team. It's who you know. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have someone that's a, 
you know, that's a lawyer and there's a kid that wants to be a lawyer, connect, them. Yeah. you know, connect them so that you can help that, you know, kid, you know, to, to advance to that career or and and even advance in government, mm-hmm. you know, put those, you know, put, put Asians in there, you know, that want to be lawyers and, you know, help them out to get to that point. So yeah. at some point they'll consider, you know, running for office someday, you know, and on the stage of president of the United States, we'll have not one Asian, but, you know, six, Yeah. you know, yep. that are out there, but yep. you know, that would happen in the next generation or hopefully, you know, I mean, we had uh, we had uh, I don't want to get political, but we did have uh, Andrew Yang and in, in there. But, ah. but, you know, with Andrew Yang, though, he he, he was in there. And I, I guess I guess for some reason he was because, it, you know, this was, was the first representation from uh, Asian. He was kind of like, you know, the, sa- the same way he was kind of like pushed to the side. But yeah, then he had exactly. he had great. I mean, he had some goods. He had some bad. But overall, they were good. And, um, you know, I still follow him only because the fact that, you know, he he did try for the presidency. Now he's going mm-hmm. for mayorship. I'm just interested in what he does next, because, you know, yeah. he's not going to stop. So now he's gathered uh, a bit of a loyal following. Now he's going to you know mm. use that following to to help him out with the community. And he has some he has some good ideas. He has some <laughs> some kind of questionable <laughs> ideas that I'm right, like, right. how is that going to work? But but, you know. But seeing him up there, you know, in, in that type of role, uh, that type of representation, the same way that we could see somebody like an Andrew Yang in, in Jacksonville, um, you know, really will motivate people to do more. You know, that's why I ask, like, is, you know, how easy is it for somebody to to get in the community? I mean, I guess then the work is just kind of get into one group, get connected with another group, network your yep, way yep. through it. It's going to take time, but. You know, it, it won't happen unless it gets started. Exactly. Yeah. Someone has to start. Yeah. I, I think remember I remember when I used to be in South Florida. Who was it? I know there was a Chinese association down there. It was a local one. Mm. And they kept on telling me, oh, do this, do this, do that. And I'm like, oh, I, I got to go to school, <laughs> man. They were trying to meet, trying to um, uh, do some local events. I know there was one in South Florida. It was called Nanai, N-A-N-A-Y. Yeah, was, I know Nanai. Yeah, yeah, it used to be in, in North Miami. And uh, I got involved in there, kind of help out, you know, kind of create the, uh, the, I guess the venue, I guess that they had mm-hmm. there, kind of paint and do some stuff. And there were some people yeah. that I knew there, like they were like, "Oh, Brian, how are you?" <laughs> like they used to know <laughs> Brian, and uh, yeah, just just little stuff, you know, just little stuff that you can do to get recognized, mm-hmm. and then from yes. there, your recognition will lead for you to like, "Hey, if you do this, can you also do this here?" Mm-hmm. Replicate it, mm-hmm. and then from there, it will network on. So I, that's that's all I can see. But for the young people, I guess, I mean. When you mentioned the groups, and I guess we're, we're going to close this from here. Back then, I remember because I was, you know, in my teenage years. So this was when in the in the nineties, right? So I remember, mm-hmm. in, at least in South Florida, that are used to be groups, groups of this, groups of that, and they would yep. always hold galas. You know, you got to pay like <laughs> <laughs> like you mentioned the money. I'm like, what are these events? And I was, I think, twelve or thirteen. My parents never exposed me to that. And I'm like, what are these events? Why are they having these events? And, you know, uh-huh. one was a nurses association. One was just to have a pageant um, and all of that. <laughs> and I'm like, why are the, you know, I, I, to me, the the reasoning for all of that kind of just went over my head. And my only mm-hmm. understanding as a, as a young person was 
bring people together that are the same as you bring filipinos that are you know that mm-hmm. that are together in one arena and then just get them all together in one in one spot now the purpose though i don't know what the purpose was maybe just to have a party <laughs> drink whatever eat yeah. you know just have a party if that's the purpose then that's just the purpose you know just just right. get everybody together so when i went into the asian student union i had no idea about promoting asian culture i just figured Let's just get a bunch of Asians. Just bring them all together. They, the, the community, <laughs> yeah. the community will see Asians together. They would be, mm-hmm. and then the, the the but the goal of it is is not just to create inclusiveness within Asians, but also bring other people in, you mm-hmm. know, into the group. So that way they you're like, oh, what what is this group about? Oh, let us tell you about it. And yeah. then, but we didn't really have any true purpose though when I first started. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were just like just get people together. And yeah, my, um, my, us too when yeah, I was in college. Yeah, just day. bring people together. Hey, you know, we're going to cook Filipino food. We're going to cook Asian food. Just come here. You want to learn yep. about it? And yep. that's, to me, the only thing about, about the Asian culture was teaching people how to eat the food. You know, t- mm-hmm. teaching people about the culture, teaching people, not so much the culture, not even the history, because I didn't know the history. You know, mm-hmm. I only knew the food. <laughs> I, only, <laughs> I only knew the restaurants. Oh, yeah, let's go to this restaurant over at Kendall Drive or whatever. And uh, let's go yeah. over here. And that's all I knew. And and when we had events, um, it was just like, look, just bring people together. Make it a social yep. event. Make mm-hmm. it a um, make it event for our time. So it was kind of like a crossover between Asian and what Americans do. We had parties. We had this and that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, those are the things that I did. That's Those are the, all the things that I knew. But now it's a little bit more involved. You know, understanding, yeah. you know, you mentioned history. You know, where do we obtain that? How do we understand our history? What's the true history? You know, some of the right. stuff that we've been fed. How do we know it's true? You know, so <laughs> it's going to be That's true. It's going to be a challenge. So like, you know, if you're talking about, you know, Asian history, well, what what was fed to us in the past? Was it true? Was it not? Mm-hmm. What's the real story? You know, and, can, and, and yeah. even if we have the real story, can we? you know, put that in schools. Will they allow it? So I think those are some of the challenges. (laughs) Those are some of the challenges. Exactly. Anyways, so let's, uh, first of all, thank you for uh, being on the podcast. It's always good to catch up with you because I usually catch up with you on Fahima conferences, (laughs) right? The last one was, the last one was, well, not last year, what was two years ago when I spoke that, Mm -hmm. when I spoke there and like every time I'm like, oh, hey, Cheryl, how are you? So those are the only times that we meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I think Mickey... Your your wife, uh, she contacted me. She wanted me to get her get her a parole. Oh yes. But I'm like, how am I gonna get it to you? We could Are drive you gonna up come to, you? to Jackson? Yeah, <laughs> my sister lives up there, so we're just gonna uh, make a little. Tr- we're like what two hours away. I think you need to start telling me now what you want, so I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, you're trying to contact Cheryl for a what? I'm like, okay. Yep. All She's right. like, can you mail it? I'm like, I don't think I can mail this. Yeah, I know? know it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty fragile. Yeah. Um, we'll plan ahead. We'll plan ahead. We'll, we'll drive up there. I'll make a drive up Mm -hmm. there. Thank you, Cheryl, for being on the podcast. Let's go on the last two questions, right? So the, one of the last two questions is, uh, what does the future hold for you? I know you mentioned a lot of stuff, but what does the future hold for you? So what does the future hold? Uh, Let me think about that. Well, um, I think right now is, um, trying to, you know, get my group, kind of back together. Um, you know, so many things have changed um, with the whole, with what's happening with Asian um, culture, you know, with, with what's happening with the violence and stuff like that. And I think after the rally, we'll probably have a good idea about what are the next steps that we should take in the community. 
Um, one of them is, you know, defend, you know, definitely trying to get um, to take steps to put an Asian liaison in, in government. The second one is trying to somehow figure out how to get history into the schools, you know, and then just trying to make the Asian community more cohesive. You know, um, we've got <clears throat> every year we have um, May is Asian History Month, Asian Heritage Month, rather. And we, we have not done a good job in the city of Jacksonville of bringing all the Asians together for a one big celebration, you know, celebratory event. You know, all the groups do their own things, um, but I think planning that big thing, you know, right now it's hard still because of COVID. The Asian Advisory Board is planning um, a Zoom gathering, but it's, it, is now, it has now morphed <laughs> with everything that's going on. We wanna hear more from, you know, JSO, you know, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. We want to hear more from different people and infuse what we were just going to do is, you know, share the culture. You know, we were just going to have, you know, a president of the Indo, you know, the Indian Association speak and then have a dance, um, a, a taped dance from before COVID. Um, and that was what we were going to do. But I think now with everything else going on, it it has to be more than what we originally planned. Um so, and then the other thing is, you know, kind of building, you know, seeing if we can get more people into our Asian advisory board, which has always been a challenge because, you know, people didn't want to participate, but now I think we need to, to make sure that we're not forgotten and make sure that we're more robust and diverse. Um, so that's kind of, you know, what's going on in that group. Um, within the Filipino community, um, there is a need um, it keeps coming up about um, we need to do something as a Filipino community for, like I spoke before about, you know, people our age and planning, making sure we have things for our kids. Um, a couple of people have come up to me and said, you know, hey, you know, when I was a when I was a kid growing up, there was always like an egg hunt every year. The Filipino community would put that on and they don't do that anymore. Um, you know, World of Nations was here where there was no Filipino booth. What happened? You know, so that's my other Thing that I'm trying to figure out how do we, how do we, what do we do with that, you know, and then my school trying to figure out what to do. I mean, COVID, COVID's not over with yet. So it still presents a challenge in trying to do the things that we think that we want to do. So that's what's uh, planning on the, you know, my community, my other half-life <laughs> that I work on. After five o'clock. <laughs> oh, and then there's a family thing too. So. Yeah. Planning a trip to London. So, oh, yeah. yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. All right. So what best words of advice could you give to our audience? Hmm. Best advice. Um, on the HIM side, from the first half, um, my advice would be don't be afraid to learn new things. Um, to ask questions, to um, to do something you're not familiar with, because if, if if people see that you're you're trying and making an effort, and that you're always the one raising your hand and saying, you know, I'll do it, I don't know, but I'll figure it out, um, then that would make you more marketable, you know, in our profession, um, and also grow our profession. You know, we've we've come a long way from being medical record administrators, you know to where we're health information management professionals, you know, we're doing, we're, we're branching out into, you know, more IT related things and people are seeing what our value is, but, you know, 
people still don't know what HIM is. Um, but I think if, if you know, like, like within the Asian community, you speak up and say, you know, hey, I can do that, even though, you know, I have a degree in this. And then, you know, kind of showing people that you can do that, um, you know, would be my best advice, you know, on the HIM side. Um, on the other side, um, always, 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 you know, um, if you don't, uh, was it um, put up or shut up? <laughs> you know, realistically, if you don't like what's going on, go do something about it. Figure out a way to do something about it. You know, if you don't like, if you don't like um, Asians getting beaten up, you know, we don't want it to happen here. You know, participate in things that make you, um, that we can plan so it doesn't happen. Mitigate your risk. Um, you know, don't just be quiet and silent anymore and say someone else to do it. Because if everyone has that attitude that, don't, uh, you know, don't worry about it, someone else is going to do it. Well, if everyone has that attitude, then we are where we are today, <laughs> you know. So that's my, my two bits of advice. So there you have it. That concludes my interview with Cheryl Noblejas. Cheryl, thank you for being on the podcast. You can check out Cheryl on LinkedIn. And I've placed links in the show notes for the Asian American Advisory Board for the City of Jacksonville and the Filipino Language and Cultural School of Jacksonville. And tomorrow on April 10th from 4 to 6 p.m., there's going to be a rally against Asian hate at Memorial Park. The address is 1620 Riverside Avenue in Jacksonville, Florida. So if you're in the Jacksonville community and want to stand in solidarity with the Asian community, you can head out to that event. If you have any questions, you could email usjaxca at gmail.com or you can reach out to Cheryl on linkedin.com. Medical Coding Geek.com.